welcome to Shading the Culture. I am Sophia. And I'm Cho. And this is your girl, Navraline. How are you guys doing today? How's everyone doing? Come on, come on. I'm Let's check in. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I had a long day at work, actually. Oh, yeah? And yes, I was trying to hurry up to get to this <laughs> to record this podcast today. But I'm glad I made it. So, yes, we are here. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Well, Sophia, what about you? Girl, I am so tired. I just got back from work, too. Like, the Sunday work thing is not okay. See, I don't know how you guys do it because, yeah, I need it's a break. A well, not really. You get your break, too. You I do, sure but... do. Well, you guys, um, my mother and my younger brother came to visit me over this weekend. Mm. And um, they left this morning. I'm not going to say that. I was excited, but I'm also not going to say that I was not excited. Uh, <laughs> like, because it's just kind of, you know, like the older I get, the more I appreciate like having my space and being surrounded by my things, but also like my quiet. Right. And um, like my mom was like, oh, she was like, Justine, it's only 8.30 and you already tried to kick us out. So come on because of your routine. When guests come, you have to hurry them out. And I said, oh, I'm not hurrying you guys out. though. <laughs> I'm just saying that I have a routine that I strictly adhere to. Eh? And she was like, oh, OK, well, we'll leave in the in, in the name of you having your peace and quiet. And I said, it's OK, right. I'll manage. <laughs> and they left at 9 a.m. <laughs> And Girl. so I was able to do like my Sunday things. <laughs> Girl, what is and your Sunday things? Tell the audience. Tell the audience what is your Sunday routine my... that you're talking about. Okay, my mm. Sunday schedule. Wait, wait. Okay. Be, huh? be, be honest, my sister. Okay, well, <laughs> first, you because. Added church to it, but church was not a part of it. So hey, shall I, my I sister, who asked you? <laughs> who asked you what is my routine? And don't say. I go to church. Don't and let that be your first one. We're not my sister, get by I can say what it is that I want, my sister. I don't know who it is that, and I will quote, they said, eh, fake it till you make it. So when I tell you what my routine is, it is the routine that I am aspiring for. Eh? Don't tell so... the words of the devil. <laughs> It's the devil. It's the devil you are quoting. Whatever, whatever. But on Sunday, and actually, Sophia, you would be wrong because I haven't gone to church for the last two Sundays, but I am proud to say that I went to church every on every Sunday in October, but the last one in October. And that's because, you know, I was out doing my Halloween shenanigans uh, the night before. Uh, Again, the, last Sunday. the devil. You were serving the devil. I just want to clarify. <laughs> Celebrating last, yeah. the devil's Anyways, as I was saying, my Sunday routine is I will go to church. After church, I will go do my grocery shopping. Eh? Mm-hmm. Then I will come back and I will do my laundry. For mm-hmm. all of the rest of you guys who are living the high and bougie lifestyle, your laundry machines are in your uh, casas but for me myself and I I must walk across the streets so I go do <laughs> my laundry I come back I put my laundry away because if I don't put it away the same day I do it we all know that it is not gonna get put away and then I sit on the couch and I literally do nothing until around uh 4 5 o'clock ish when it's getting closer to recording the podcast and then I start meal wow. prepping <laughs> 
enthusiasm with which she said, I do absolutely nothing. <laughs> listen, well, okay, listen, so I am, this is I actually... This is actually like the part where we talk about self-care and sometimes self-care is doing nothing. Like, yeah, it's doing nothing. And I pride myself in doing nothing because, you know, for most of my life, I used to feel guilty when I was doing nothing. Like when I was in grad school and I was doing nothing, I'd be forever beating myself up in my head, telling myself like, oh, how dare you sit in leisure? Shouldn't you be typing up these pages or any of these things so I'm actually really grateful to have the option to do nothing for five or six hours so or maybe not five or six hours maybe three or four because five or six sounds really terrible guys have you guys been doing anything to self-care you know I was doing it you know start of the week waking up early getting my little 20 minute uh exercise get my heart rate going and uh making my smoothie right before I head out for work now the past two days I haven't been able to do it because I think my body just was not agreeing with whatever (laughs) whatever I I, because I use almond milk and I guess this brand almond milk wasn't good so my body just wasn't agreeing with this so I was like you know I'm just gonna sit sorry (laughs) these two days out can you like God, like, don't be trying to put my business out here. Now, I'm not lactose intolerant, but I had the reaction of someone who is lactose intolerant. And I was like, this is unacceptable, okay? And then with Sam, with Sam, my husband, he also drank the thing. He's like, yo, I think it's the almond milk. I was like, okay. I need to give my body (laughs) But you know, sometimes you can't just, like, shock your body into things like you gotta do small by small so like if you're like introducing something in your I feel like you should go like a little bit at a time but that's what I that's what I was doing though for the past three weeks but I used to do like the spinach spinach and water as my liquid base and and I would mix it up with the almond milk but I realized that on the days that I use almond milk it would just girl (laughs) it's like what is going on because this isn't me this is not regular so yeah (laughs) Girl. So now you like, need to say you was just tooting and hooting. <laughs> <laughs> it was outrageous. It was like a <laughs> machine gun, machine gun, dude. It was crazy. I was like, and Sam is looking at me like, what is going on with you? Ooh, but yeah. Mm-mm. What about you, Sophia? Any self care before we move on to you know our next Listen, segment? Let's be honest. We all know who is the worst at self care in this group, and it's it's your girl. I will oh really my god, Sophia! I am so proud of you for finally acknowledging <laughs> what I've been saying this whole entire like it. It only took like four years, but like I'll take it. I will take it. Wow. <laughs> so y'all just gonna try me like that, even though I'm like admitting my faults, really? No, oh, no, I'm standing with you in your faults. I'm wow. acknowledging it for you as well. Anyways, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not very good at self-care. Um, I'm currently, uh, uh, I think I'm like thinking about ways to do self-care because I haven't been very good at that. So, suggestions welcome. 
not from the two of you because y'all will just be trying my life okay well I also stand with you in that um so Navarlene you want to take us in next oh yes for sure so for our shaking the shaking my head segment today we're going to be talking about Solange um so, oh, I saw this, or yes, maybe I read yes. it somewhere. Okay, yes, yes, I definitely heard. So today, I found out that she has separated from her husband mm-hmm. of ten years. His name is Alan Ferguson, mm-hmm. and you know she wrote this long Instagram post, and I'm not, I'm not gonna go and read it. But if you, if y'all are interested in seeing or uh, reading it you can go on her page but you know it's the regular you know it had a feel of my speaking my truth you know how people you know they reach this <laughs> period in their lives and they're speaking as if you know I don't know how to I'm not sure how to explain it but they it's use a- words like speaking my truth and alignment and, well you know so I will of- say with that though that I don't think it's like they get to a certain stage as much as I feel like it's a certain group of people like a genre of people who like ride on like the whole like oh like you know energy mm-hmm. and vibrations and I feel like that's how Solange comes off to me so she I'm not is, surprised and, and, her, and her music is also that way uh-huh. okay so mm-hmm. um anyways uh the thing that I found really interesting about this story was that she met him when she was 22, um, Alan Ferguson, and he was 45. Ooh. So we had, <laughs> I don't know what, I'm not sure. Now, listen, now listen, you guys, you two definitely know how I feel about huge age gaps when it comes to like, you know, um, relationships with people you choose to spend your life i do believe that age is not you know age is definitely a very important thing so when she's 22 and he's 45 girl like he could be your daddy <laughs> like for real. oh my god literally so, like mean, 23 no years difference 23 years difference okay that is not a small thing. And so, I mean, I guess she just reached a stage in her life where she just kind of felt like um, they grew apart. And now she's on this new journey. And allegedly, she is dating a, um artist by the name of Escobar. What's his name? Giovanni Escobar. And he is 22 years old. And so this is so not is, interested in anyone around her well, age. Is she? Yeah, I was thinking, can we get somewhere in the middle? But um, <laughs> it's okay to each their own. But yes, he is 22 years old. So there is a 10 year um, age gap difference there. But unfortunately, her and her husband will be ending their marriage of 10, mm. 11 years, I believe. Uh huh. So, yes. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say that. I mean, I guess, like, I can't really use the word surprise or not surprise because I've never really, like, been interested in Solange and her husband. Yeah, but I think I'm, mm-hmm. for her. Well, I haven't really been checking for, like, a lot of celebrities in their relationships, except for, like, the ones who, like, stay in the news. But, like, I will say, though, that, like, I could definitely see... Like, if age was a factor in it, I could definitely see it. Because right now, she's, like, what, 32? And he is 55. (laughs) And I'm, like, 30s are, like, 
when you know I feel like people start sitting in who they are and being like mm-hmm. more confident like in your choices and so I'm like but he's already like way past that point so exactly I could I don't know but whatever um but uh, oh let me clarify they actually were married for five years together for 10 years and um, married for five years see I was gonna say because I was like it was just a few years ago that we saw the pictures of them on their bike and for their right, wedding remember right. they had right. like the all white and it was like the dramatic photos and mm-hmm. everything um but y'all listen you know the funniest well it's not funny you know I I don't root for anybody to split up, but mm-hmm. y'all know the full Monty had a post on Facebook about this, and he was talking about how trash her album was previously, and that he hopes that this breakup will spur a better album coming out next. Listen, okay. I'm not gonna you guys, lie. That I <laughs> listen, you guys. I just feel like breakup albums are the best. Like. I can't listen to like if Adele brought out a happy album I don't I don't know that I could do it what does that look like what does that say about us though what does that say about us well because like listen like no one really grows from like if everything is good in your life or like at least you don't Mm -hmm. do as much growth from those things that's true because it's usually like trials and tribulations that will have you like on your knees like dear god please I've opened my heart but like so like I just you know like so I think like usually like um the hiccups that happen along the way are the things that really give us that momentum to like shoot Mm -hmm. as far up as possible as we could go so you know like I'm the refiner's fire that's what it's called well I've never really been into (laughs) Solange's uh music and things of that nature Mm -hmm. Um, I know everyone I know everyone was into like the seat at the table but like I'm like you know there were like a couple of different things or whatever but um I do hope that whatever energy and whatever wave, and I'm using words like this because I know that that's pro- those are probably words that she uses. Holy I right. hope she rides this wave into finding wholeness and standing strongly mm-hmm. in who she is. So, All right. Mm-hmm. right. Girl, Anyways. Well, let's talk about something positive. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, well... So I know that uh, we are usually doing Black excellence at uh, this point, um, but you guys, so I don't, I'm actually not quite sure what the racial make is of these like specific people, but I don't know. Um, I think Navarly and I spoke to you about this briefly, but mm. there was, um, there was a woman, there's a woman and her name is chastity patterson and she's a 23 year old woman in arkansas and um she lost her father about four years ago and um i'm not quite sure like how he died or anything like that but she'd been writing for years text messages to her father's phone and um like Mm. you know just sending him messages all along the way and you know obviously well not obviously but she didn't get um any responses and the last message that she sent him um which like I'm going to read it to you guys because like I got so emotional like when I like read it because I just thought it's like it's just so beautiful because so finally she got a response the other day when she wrote to Mm -hmm. her father's 
um, phone number, and it was from a man who actually lost his daughter. Like, so, like, yeah, okay, so I'm gonna read it to you guys. So it says, Hey, dad, it's me. Tomorrow is going to be a tough day again. It's been four years since I lost you, and not a day goes by that I don't miss you. A lot has happened in that small time, but I'm sure you know since I tell you all the time. I beat cancer and I haven't gotten sick since you were here. Like I promised you, I would have, I would take better care of myself. I finished college and graduated honors. Now I'm back and finishing up again. I fell in love and had my heart broken. You would have killed him, but I picked my head up and became an even stronger woman. I lost all my friends and hit rock bottom, but I found someone who came into my life and saved me. I don't have any children yet. You would be so happy, but I'm ready. I still drive mama crazy every day, but I'm keeping her on her toes. I'm sorry I wasn't there when you needed me the most, but one day we will, we will get our chance to watch that game. I'm afraid of marriage because I'll have to walk that long aisle alone and you won't be there to tell me everything will be okay. I'm doing great. You would be so proud of the woman I have become. No, my smart mouth and attitude has not changed. And no, I have not gained weight. It only goes to my head. I just wanted to say I love you and I really do miss mm. you. And so you guys, the guy responded and he said, hi, sweetheart. I am not your father, but I have been getting all your messages for the past four years. I look forward. Oh, I look forward to your morning messages and your nightly updates. My name is Brad, and I lost my daughter in a car wreck August 2014, and your messages have kept me alive. When, when you text me, I know it's a message from God. I'm sorry you lost someone so close to you, but I have listened to you over the years, and I have watched you grow and go through more than anyone. I have wanted to text you back for years, but I didn't want to break your heart. You are an extra extraordinary woman, and I wish my daughter would have become the woman you are. Thank you for your everyday updates. You remind me that there is a God, and it wasn't his fault that my little girl is gone. He gave me you, my little angel, and I knew this day was coming. Everything will be okay. You need to push yourself every day and shine the light God gave you. I'm sorry you have to go through this, but if it makes it any better, I am very proud of you. P.S. I think your father would be happy to know you brought another dog instead of having children. Take care. And I look forward <laughs> to your updates tomorrow. You guys, like, that is just like, I don't know. I just, I feel like they're both of them are, um, they're just excellent. Like, so I just and how they were able to um how he was able to comfort her. I'm sure that was pretty comforting to her to get a response, even though it wasn't her dad. But it's interesting because he lost her daughter, yeah, she lost touching. her dad. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like based on that, she was like she could finally like move on. And I'm just like, you know, how beautiful is that? And for it to be like it like literally like kind of how in a way everything falls into place like what are the chances that she was speaking to this person who had lost his daughter so she was like filling that void in him right Mm -hmm. so like it's almost as if his daughter was and then for him to finally like respond to her is as if like 
like you know like a surrogate father like just mm-hmm. responding in kind and mm-hmm. you know things like this just like make me really believe like oh my god like like there are, there are, people in the there world. are so many good people <laughs> yeah. and sometimes it's hard to focus on that because of course there's so much other negative energy in the world that of we're course, not we're not course. going to address at this time so it's fine it's fine it's fine Oh, Lord, that was a good one. Oh, wow. One. Yeah. You guys, I'm so excited because we get to talk about our top five. Okay. So we selected, each of us selected a category. And seeing as this is our intro episode, we would like for you to know us a little bit. So we're excited to share with you our top five. So, Josephine. Why don't you get us started? You tell us what your category is. Okay. So I just want to also point out that the top five that we all chose in our discussion was very in line with our personality. And um, I tend to... <laughs> oh, is that right? Beverly. Yeah. I, I okay. think that was shade. Was that shade? Was it? Was right. it shade? Because that was not shady. the intention. Was it shady? I don't know about that. Anyways, (laughs) so I, well, like, based on our discussions, not what we ended up with. Um, So for me, the top five that I chose is the top five pivotal moments in our lives that have kind of, like, shifted the course, you know, and and things of that nature. Um, So, I mean, like, I guess, like, I'll go first. Uh, So... I think, like, obviously, like, all of the traditional things that happen, like, you know, graduations are obviously, like, a big deal, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure that for you guys, like, maybe getting married and all of that, but um, I was trying to think of things that are, like, non-traditional, and I will say, for me, the first thing that I would say, like, kind of shifted, that was, like, a pivotal moment for me, was when I first came to this country from Nigeria, um Mm. (laughs) so like that Mm. was um I don't know like so I lived in Nigeria for about like uh seven years um like and I lived with my mom's aunt and uncle and so coming from Nigeria here was the first time that I'd actually like me and my older brother had actually lived with our mom um, in years because she was in England, like working and sending money and all of this stuff. And I will say though, that like, it, like, it made me in some ways and broke me in some ways because it was just such a different, um, experience like coming here. But, um, but also like you guys, it's kind of weird or maybe like not really weird, but like at some points in my life, like I've literally been sitting down and thinking to myself, like, if I had continued to like live in Nigeria for like the rest of my life, like how would I be different? Right? Like, do you guys ever think that? Like, do you guys ever like wonder like if something was like slightly different in your life, like how it would have changed the course of your life? I ask that all the time. Oh yeah, I for say, sure. Lord, what would have happened if I never met Snaverly and Josephine? Like, I would have so much peace in my life. <laughs> oh, Sophia, I know. No, oh, don't no, try no, no. It. Sophia, I have a response <laughs> for you to that. My sister, uh, no, quality no, will be you. diminished. I you. I wasn't. My sister, it wasn't rhetorical question. No, it wasn't rhetorical. It wasn't rhetorical. I said, "Are you the Lord?" I was asking the Lord. Well, but sometimes okay. the Lord has his servants speak <laughs> for him. 
So my but sister, not one of I was doing right. the work of the Lord. Huh? We already determined you are not one of them. You are doing the work of the devil. <laughs> once again. Once again. Hey, some people are just haters, so some people are just haters. Once again. Anyways, continue. Well, yeah, no. So like I just think like obviously like that was like a really big shift um <laughs> for me to like come here. And you know, it was definitely, I would say like it definitely had its struggles. Um and obviously kind of like what we were talking about when we were talking about um Solange and her husband um Mm. that was a moment a big big moment of growth for me because um you know I was I used to get made fun of because of course ignorance is a thing um when I was in fifth grade and when I got to middle school I like became a mean girl and um not actually I wouldn't even say that I became a mean girl because I was already mean when I was in Nigeria um I was definitely the snitch in the whole entire, like, I actually used to blackmail, like, my younger cousins, like, if you don't do, like, if you, wow. <laughs> like, imagine little me, like, eight oh, years old, like, girl. if you don't do that what I say, she... I'm gonna tell Auntie when she comes home that mm. you did this. <laughs> so everybody, yeah, like, everyone right. hated me. But anyways, needless to say, we're doing fine. So, like, I don't want to, like, spend too much time on this. Hmm. All right. So wait, that was one. That was not. Five. Oh, oh. Should I do all five of mine? Okay. All right. So yeah, do all five. Okay. Um. So there was that, and then middle school. I think was also like a really pivotal moment for me because, like I said, when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. I was so mean. But like you guys, I like obviously like have you guys ever heard like the saying like hurt people hurt people yeah okay well I think that in middle school I was like a classic case of like hurt people hurt people so when I was in elementary school because I came here and I went into the fifth grade and like people were so mean so Mm -hmm. vicious it was always like oh what are you saying and people would like click at me which is so stupid because I was like I don't know if you guys realize that the national English I mean the national language in Nigeria is English so like I'm speaking English but I don't understand how you keep saying that you don't understand what I'm saying and they would be like you know doing all of that stuff you know (laughs) I got called (laughs) I got called all manners of African uh booty scratchers um so when I went to middle school when I when I went to middle school my whole purpose was oh no I'm gonna get you before you can get me right so like Mm -hmm. I just kind of put up like a mean face completely and it was just absolutely not like you will not (laughs) because I'm gonna come hard for you before you can even like come hard for me um and like so I don't know like I used to be very cold and distant and like very controlled like if um if I was friends with you and I decided that I was angry at someone and you spoke to Mm -hmm. them like I would literally just like ignore people and not um respond to like oh, it, like I'm saying I'm <laughs> yeah so you guys, I was really <laughs> terrible which kind of also led me to like the next like pivotal moment was like when I went to high school I almost felt like I could not recognize myself um and so our like our mom at that point like she wasn't liking the differences that she was seeing in us so she decided that we had to go back to church and um you know we went to the lds church which is also like a story in its own self but um when we went back to church that's when i actually made the decision that like i was going to be different than 
I'd been for the last three years. And I feel like that's when I started connecting to like the root of who I saw myself being and who I really was. And um, Mm. level four, (laughs) top five number, like the number four is um, I went to BYU for undergrad and mm, I'm sorry. I <laughs> oh, girl, listen, you that's know, one of um, you know, and here's the thing that I will say about BYU is BYU was definitely a struggle. And I will say like the whole entire four years were a big like growth for me in mm. helping me to figure out who I'm not and who I can't be. Right. So BYU did right. not show me um, who like who I was per se as much as it showed me like who I couldn't be because um, you know BYU Brigham Young University obviously is in Provo Utah which is I wouldn't even say predominantly white I would just go with straight up it's white um, <laughs> like, there's right, like little flecks right. of color sprayed around <laughs> you know right. and um, and like I it's taken me years to get to the point where now I will actually say that I don't regret going there and I wouldn't take it back even if I had the opportunity to, but Mm. it's taken me years to get there because you guys, when I first graduated from BYU, like I remember back, like when I went to go live in Utah again, I didn't even want to put that I'd attended BYU on the dating apps because it would always come up as a topic of conversation. Um, And like, I remember. And that was a bad thing. Like you didn't want to talk about it at all. I didn't. I did not. I know. Like, it's really weird. Like what I'm saying. Right. But like, I really did not want to talk, talk about it. So, and here's the thing is like, okay. So there was this guy that I kind of briefly dated. We're friends or whatever. Like, and um, I remember like he brought up BYU, which is funny because he also went to BYU, but obviously his experience was different. Um, he, we were talking and when he, like, he said to me, he was like, he was like, the way you talk about BYU, he's like, it's as if you hate it. And like, when he said, like, when he said that to me, I was so taken aback because I realized like, actually, like I'm carrying like a lot of negative energy having to do with BYU. Um, because it just, I sounded so wounded when I talked about it and that is like the moment where like I realized how hard like it had hit me um like in my experience of going there because I felt like BYU kind of broke me as a person because the whole time period I was there I never Mm. quite fit felt like I fit in you know like I fit in when I was like at the Black Student Union and like with like my African Mm -hmm. you know Ghanaian friends but like my actual experience within the school was I felt like a fish out of water the whole entire time I was there and so um like I said like and tell me how I didn't even make the connection with the fact that I wasn't even willing to put it like on a dating app because I didn't want to talk about it um avoidance you know that's therapist me coming out (laughs) but um anyways and um I would say Mm -hmm. the last moment that also pivotal moment like and when I say moment it's the course of like years obviously is um going to grad school um Mm. and but not just going to grad school but going to grad school in a counseling program because 
I think that that has completely shifted. Like it hasn't changed the core of who I am, but it has definitely 100% changed how I operate in the world. The way that Mm. I connect in relationships with others, the way that I view myself, even like the way that I interact with my family and everything. And I think that it's going to continue to like impact in that way because (laughs) so when I was in grad school and I went on dates, (laughs) things like that, people would always say things to me like, I don't need you to therapize me. And I'm like, I'm not therapizing you. This is just who I am. Like, I'm asking you questions (laughs) As like, hello, like I've always asked questions, but anyway, so those are my five. Um, so anyways, go on. Let's go next. Okay. I will go next. Okay. Um, my top five pivotal moments in my life. Um, yeah, there are those generic, like things that I can say, although anyways, um, I would have to say that. I've moved around so much in my mm. entire life. Like since I was a kid, I had two elementary schools, two high schools, two um uh two colleges and for different reasons, right? And I think with each of those times that I've moved, I like learned something. I think basic um starting like from high school um and moving from New Jersey, then going to Florida, then going to New York, then moving out to Idaho, then moving out to Utah. Like, all of those, that was very pivotal because I was able to meet so many different people and be in different environments and get exposed to different cultures. Um, And so I would say that that was, that that is um, a really pivotal moment, moments for me in my life. And although I hate moving now, like, which is why I've stayed here for so, um, where I am for so long is because, um, the adjustment to change, um, I'm grateful for that experience because it taught me how to adjust to different environments and things like that. And so that would be night number one. Number two (laughs) would be my experience at BYU. Mm. Yo, we all have a BYU thing. Right. Yes. It's the reason why we're actually all connected. Hello. (laughs) Exactly. Um, My experience with BYU, I have to say that it was pivotal for me because I think that was the moment where I finally took charge in my life as far as um figuring out the things that I like things that I don't like and um deciding on who should be in my life I learned a lot of hard lessons there about family about friends and um I also met my husband (laughs) over there and also also my friends too so, you like how she um, snuck that in there? BYU. Like, it wasn't, she wasn't going to say nothing, but she, she was, like, felt yeah. obligated to say something. But, you know, that's the truth. That's the facts. Like, I don't believe that any part of my life is a coincidence. Just because sometimes I take a step back and I look at 
the like the journey that I've been on so far and I truly believe that everything that I've done been through is for a reason so BYU I needed that experience to solidify my confidence in myself and who I am because that who you are is challenged the moment you walk Mm. into that Mm. school as a person Mm. of color Mm. you know what I mean and so I needed that experience to challenge me and say to build that confidence in me and say, I can do anything if I work hard, if I put my mind to it. And I'm not here to prove to anyone uh, that I'm not intimidating, that I'm, I'm here to, I have a job to do. And it helped me a lot with my focus and everything like that. So that's what uh, BYU gave me. And I think it's really important, especially as adults now, going out into the world and we see the climate of the U.S. right now, that is so important to have because I feel like if I didn't have that experience, I would literally be breaking down crying every single day because the world is completely <laughs> like the what is going on. Um, uh, so number three, man, uh, this is a hard one. Um, I think just recently, a pivotal moment in my life uh, was losing my grandfather. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that I ever experienced death, um, like close. Well, it's the second time, but like someone that's like close of mm-hmm. a, a huge figure in our family to 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 experience that loss, and I think I needed that to to um, tell me, hey. You have a purpose here on this earth and you need to focus on what is the most important things for you in this life because we don't know when our time is up. So I really needed to have that experience because it kind of, it kind because of, you were, we're all in a race. We all have goals. We all have things that we're trying to do. And when that happened, it literally said, sit down, girl. Mm. That was, I feel like that was the Lord telling me to sit mm. down because you, I am not in control. He is. You understand mm. what I'm saying? And so I needed to have that moment, especially moving forward because I'm embarking on the next stages of my life. I really needed to have that experience. And although it was very unfortunate to lose him, it really like, gave me some perspective about everything so yeah um that was number three hmm. number four and um oh well I got I gotta also say BSU and yes BSU at BYU Union <laughs> <laughs> was I had you guys were laughing but Black City was very very important to me and weren't um, you like president for a little bit I was I was president um after I think two years or a year or so of attending but it was a pivotal pivotal for me because that was the place where I felt like I got into writing and expressing my feelings and um, sharing my um, my spoken words with people, and um, so that and I think having that experience helped me to um, really dig deep inside of myself and 
um, figure out and work through all the different life experiences that I have. And I still like I discovered a gift in that. And, and and that was the gift of like writing and expressing myself to people and connecting mm. with people in that way. So that was definitely one of the most pivotal moments in my life. And you know, what is the next? The last one would be um I have to say my job. <laughs> um I the job that I'm working right now, I'm working as a medical technologist, as you guys already know, but um, it taught me a lot about people and how to deal with the world, okay? And um, it's, it's pivotal for me because it's it, it was a challenge because it taught me how to navigate as a Black woman in society, you know, and... Um, when I first got the job, there's always that anxiety that when you have something good, I think it will be taken away, especially as a, a, a person of color. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't lose my job. And so in having getting this job, I learned lessons as far as knowing my worth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Trying to move move forward in my career and also uh, navigating different relationships throughout um with the people that I interacted with and also removing the anxiety of I'm going to lose this even though I work my behind off and learning my limits that like this job has taught me so many lessons um that I will take for with me for the rest of my life and whatever wherever my career may lead me so that's my top five Mm. Wow. Okay, so for the interest of time, I'll keep mine, like, short and simple. Um, I think for me, like, Josephine, the first one is probably moving to the United States. I came to the States when I was about 13. Um, Obviously, there's culture shock. (laughs) At the time, my siblings (laughs) and I had been living without my parents for about two years still for us it was like a reunion (coughs) so I mean obviously I missed my parents so that was um a pretty huge moment in my life moving to the states and I'd say the second one would probably be um actually not getting into BYU uh when I was Mm, my sister you are blessed I was applying for college. Um, I, I mean, one, I was, I don't know if I wanted to go to BYU, but it was certainly expected. You know, my oldest Mm. sister had already gone to BYU. She was doing her undergrad there. And so I was certainly expected to follow suit. Uh, But I applied twice and didn't get in. But my parents felt it was important for me to move and go to BYU at all costs. So they shipped me off to Provo, Utah to go live with my sister and go to a community college there while I waited to reapply to BYU. Y'all, I applied to BYU, I think, four or five times and didn't get in every single time. 
That's a there's a word mm. in that. That was there's a word in <laughs> that. That was yeah, I don't know. I think okay. after a while, my parents finally got the picture like BYU and Sophia don't mix. So like I you know, mm-hmm. and the reason why I feel like that was so important is because I really honestly was not putting that much effort into my applications because you know after getting Uh rejected so many times at at some point you have to like just be like okay it's either me or it's not meant to be and it was a lesson I needed to learn that one Uh if I wanted something I needed to put in effort right because I wasn't putting in the effort i and hope your two, parents aren't listening to this sophia and they're probably listening <laughs> this disrespectful child well we won't tell nobody <laughs> this disrespectful child that's got all we have done for her um yeah so i mean that was hard it was a hard lesson to learn but it was also good because mm-hmm. um being in Provo, I met a lot of people that had become really important in my life, obviously the mm-hmm. two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd also say, uh, just moving back to Utah a second time, um, I met my husband. Uh, <clears throat> there we go. <clears throat> she was shading me about you oh no 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 so ahead. yeah you met your husband but i believe you met someone else before you met him no no one else was important at that point we're not bringing up uh uh yeah, irrelevant, irrelevant. Uh... anyway so oh I'm, I'm irrelevant i don't understand and this. just mean this is not about you <laughs> anyway i met my husband i got married and i was able to finish my two master's degrees moving back and going to the University of Utah um and I'd say the fourth one is um moving deciding to move to Dallas Texas uh this has been probably one of the hardest things I've done is moving back um to Texas Mm -hmm. but not like Uh moving home right moving somewhere completely different and starting a life of my own with my husband and it's been hard, but it's been so rewarding. And this is only our first year doing this. So I'm excited to see what the next couple of years brings. And um, yes. finally, I would say basically every stupid boy that has dumped me has been a pivotal moment. (laughs) 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 Because from that, I learned what I deserved in a relationship and what I didn't want. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Sophia, what's your category next? I think we probably have time for one more category. Yeah, I feel like we're, we're almost out of time. Can we do, can we can we're we do, the... let's do the one that yeah, you yours had, is a fun one. That was going to be funny. Ooh, okay. And I don't think all I right, have right, five. Right. So go ahead. I, know, I don't know if we have five. So let's go. I have five. For the... Oh, just <laughs> 30. Uh, let's go around the beach. Maybe <laughs> do one quickly. Uh-huh. Um, so my category was top five bad dates. 
Um, which uh-huh. Josephine said she can't see top and bad dates in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Line, Girl, I right. feel like I know which one is Josephine's though. The one the one yes! the yes! you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> that is actually Yo. the worst. Like, cause I usually tell people that I've never had I don't usually bad have bad dates. Date. Yeah, because yeah, it's you. Because you know, I have a fun personality, and usually the people that I'm going out with have fun personalities. So you, we have a good time, you know, and it's fun and it's all that. But like, yo, that guy. <laughs> like, okay, so I'll tell the story because you know, obviously, people <laughs> listening don't know the story. So. I moved to Jacksonville for grad school. And um, when I first got here for grad school, at first I was so focused on like, you know, settling in and getting to know everywhere and everything. So around October, me and my roommate were both new here. And I think around October, we decided to go on the on the world, uh, the dating apps again or whatever. And I went on to, I want to mm. say it was OkCupid. And I met this... <laughs> this white guy on um on the dating app and um before we even went out on the date he called me and we're having a um a conversation so most people who know me and have ever interacted with me know that I have a strong personality and I tend to be very outspoken and no that is not the reason why um (laughs) the date did not go well mom yes anyways (laughs) so so we um so we're talking and this is like the height of when um it was the election time period and so of course politics always came up and whatever and you know um i i am a democrat so that is what like my values are aligned with and whatnot so we had a discussion and he kept on like i think he was like he kept on joking because he didn't think i was serious whatever we decided to go on a date and we were gonna go to at um, this beach over here. So we go there and we put our names down on this bar, restaurant, whatever. And we decide to go for a walk on the beach and we leave our shoes at the entrance of the beach. We're walking on the beach and I said some joke and this guy, like, he didn't laugh. And yes, I'm not a comedian, so tough crowd. Whatever. Right, right. You know what? <laughs> I don't think anyone asked you guys. Not a single person. Mm. Anyways, so we're walking Mm. and all of a sudden he stops and he goes, he goes, I'm not feeling this. I think we need to go back. And I was like, okay. Right. Because my thing is, it's a first date. I'm not really like invested at this point. Like, you're not going to hurt my feelings. You're just not feeling it. So we walk back to where our shoes are and I proceed to put on my shoes and Brad's putting on his shoes and he stops and he goes, so you're just going to walk away. And I was like, so I'm like turning around looking at who's he talking to and he goes he goes you he's like is that what you just give up that easily and I was like wait I was like what and he's like so you're just gonna walk away like that you're just gonna leave and walk away and I was like what are you talking about I was like you just literally told me five minutes ago that you're not feeling it and bro was like he's like oh so that's what you, you just give up he goes I need to wear the pants in this relationship and I was like, what? <laughs> but we're talking about the first Yes, date, though, Sophia, right? don't you remember so... this? <laughs> oh, I remember, girl. Yeah, so he like literally was like, <laughs> I need to wear the pants. On your drive back. Yes, oh my God. The, conf- 
the confusion i don't even understand so like relationship where first date where's the relationship but he literally like he and he just kept on repeating it because and so like i told him i was like this conversation that you're trying to have with me right now you should have tried to have it with me five minutes ago when you told me you weren't feeling it and he's like no he's like I just need to let you know we need to wear the pants in this relationship and you guys like of course because I just started a counseling program and you know obviously being in counseling empathy compassion so like I said to him I was like you know honestly I was like I don't feel like this conversation is happening between the both of us I feel like you're having a conversation with someone you've been in a past relationship with and like so you guys we're Mm. saying he puts on his shoes, he turns to walk away. And then he's like, he's like, well, he's like, um, he's like, well, like, I'm done with you. And he walks away. So I put oh. on my shades. Okay. I put on my shades. <laughs> and here's the thing is, because it was like one entrance and exit. So like, I'm walking in the same direction as him. And he turns and he says really loud. He goes, yeah, well, when you get over yourself, maybe then you could hit me up. And like, you guys, yeah. you guys, I cannot make this up. Like, so ridiculous. Girl, did you, did I tell you that I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's crazy. Gonna, like, come He's back crazy. <laughs> no, and then you guys remember, like, Girl. when, um, so when I left and I was driving back, because, so I never would save, um, dating app numbers on my phone. So I got this call from, like, a 904 number, and, um, I was like, oh, you know, like, I'm not sure who it is. And I answer, and bruh, it was this guy telling me, turn around and come back. We need to have this date. He's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what went wrong. You guys? Girl. You guys? No. No. And then proceeded to keep going with the, I need to wear the pants in this relationship. That's a no. What relationship? This is a first date. Needless to say, I deleted his um like I delete well I like blocked him I deleted the dating app and I didn't go back on dating apps again until like December and literally I just want to put that out there that this was my top one through five bad date (laughs) girl that was enough it was enough girl it's all you need oh my gosh listen So mine wasn't, I don't think mine was quite as bad. I mean, I was in college and this guy asked me out on a date and he said, oh, here's the address. Meet me here. And I was so excited. Like, I didn't know why. The guy was kind of, he was cute. I was into him. So he said, here's Uh the address. Meet me here. So I drive up and y'all like, I'm like, is it a house? The only thing there, like in the area was a McDonald's. Oh my God. Oh my God. Looking around like, okay, cool. Now, listen, if you want to take me to McDonald's, listen, we can order off the dollar menu any day, all day. Like, (laughs) that's not a problem. It's not a problem. Okay. So I don't want anybody coming at me or coming for me. My edges are already non-existent. Oh, oh no. Listen, y'all can come for my edges, but you will not be taking me to McDonald's. I'm sorry. Listen. So that was the issue. This is why I get in and I was like, hey, I'm looking for this address. And they're like, oh, this is it. You must be Sophia. He's waiting for you. He's been excited for your date all day. And I was like, what? So this is the address. What? 
Y'all, no joke. Bruh had laid out like a table, had a like a tablecloth, and like you know those fake tea candles at one of the tables. He was like one of the assistant managers at that McDonald's. Listen now, (laughs) listen now. Assistant managers make good money, so don't sleep on him. No, I wasn't sleeping on (laughs) girl. But. Listen, Girl, but at McDonald's, <laughs> he was still working. Now. So during the day, he was like, get <laughs> out and don't like resolve oh, wow. issues or terrible. whatever. And like customers would come in and like randomly start talking to us. He knew everybody. And so, like, but you know something? Wow. This was a man who meant to show you that he had stability. Listen. Okay. This is a testament wow. of stability, girl. He like was, he was he letting was you know something. he has a job. He is friendly. People know him, so he might not be a serial killer. Joe, stop I'm not playing, playing though. It's, All girl, positive qualities I'm Joe, identifying here. No, Just me. no, this that's not. Mm-mm. I could say the same about mm-hmm. your date. Your date was just being assertive. With who? <laughs> right. With who? And ready and ready to, <laughs> commit, ready to commit. And ready to commit. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, you guys, I don't think I really have one to what? be honest with you. Like, yes. Like, I think I think I could I'm not gonna say that this date that I had was like bad. I'll just say that it was interesting and I wasn't really sure how to deal. Okay, so um, you know, this guy asked me out on a date or whatever. We texted and whatever, and we have our date at Cafe Rio. Mm. Oh, I miss Cafe yes. Rio. <laughs> me too. I miss it so much. Yes, and we're standing in line and we're going to get the food or whatever. And you know, I can't. If I, t- it was so long ago, I can't remember what the com- what the conversation was about. But we're stand- as we're standing in line, this woman, this woman comes up to us and she's like super loud and like, you know, hey. So you know how you like you sometimes when you go out, you see someone, you um, what is it called? You run into people mm-hmm. that you know. And so we ran into this young man's cousin. And she was very out there. <laughs> like and when I say out there, like she was, you know, somebody was like, like kind of in your face and like, and she basically interrupted the date. So when we went, when we got our food, we got to the table, she came in and sat at the table with us and she brought this other guy that was with her to the table. And we just had a simultaneous, uh, um, a double date. A double date and I was just sit, like sitting there like first of all there's a lot going on with her and like what she's saying she has so much energy and he and he's just kind of looking at me like well 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 like he's looking at me like you know shrugged shoulders like I don't really you know yes I know this is bad and she just sat there and just interrupted the whole uh date and that that was a first date, so, by the way. So there's really no conversation to like getting to know. Like it wasn't really much of that. So there. I know that he was looking so was- like he had no idea, but I guarantee you that that was a plan. Like the family wanted you to check it out. I hope not. Yes. Yes. I hope not. That would be 
so terrible. Because you guys act like you guys act like dating in Provo is like normal. Girl, this is a black man though. (laughs) Oh, his cousin was like struggling with like social cues. (laughs) I'm not even. I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna try. But it was just a lot for me because I was the type at that time. I was kind of in my shell in my cocoon. It's really it takes me a while to warm up Mm -hmm. to people. And so when she came in, she was just like, you know, I don't even know what the heck she was talking about. But it was just like, you know how you go to a a family function, black family Mm. function, and everyone's like, yo, you. She was like on that times 10. And I was like, what is going on? Are we going to do something about this? Oh, we're not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, was, that was the end. Um, it was, it was one of those, it was one of those days that you could like, that's not like a movie, a TV show that could be on that show, The Office or, or, um, or one of Issa Rae's shows, Black Awkward Black Girl. That was my awkward black girl. <laughs> yeah. I, girl. That's my show. <laughs> that's my show. You know it. You know it. Yeah. That's a no. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yo, y'all, that was a fun discussion. That was it fun. was. Yeah. It was. It's so funny because, like, as we're going through all the top five, you can tell that we've all known each other for a while because all of us have kind of been there and transitioned at all the different stages, or we're mm-hmm. like well aware of what that experience was like because we've mm-hmm. discussed it a lot, and which is why I think it's so excellent right. that we're doing this together. And I'm excited. So. We're actually going to go into the mindful minutes where your resident uh, registered mental health counseling intern will give you guys something to help you cope for the week. All right. Just me. Maybe oh. um, like. I like how she yeah. slid that, that yeah, title yeah. in right there. You know, so that necessary. That would have been more impactful <laughs> if like intern wasn't at the end, you know, like. <laughs> oh, Charlotte, my sister. <laughs> I am qualified for my position, my sister. Okay, I am qualified. Anyways, so (laughs) for this week, um, I was actually going to talk a little bit about checking in with yourself. And no, this is not directed at anyone specifically, but might be directed at some people specifically. Um, So I think in the interest of all three of us here being um, Black women, um, <clears throat> so I don't have like my research to back it up, but something that I think that a lot of black women we struggle with is, um, being connected to our feelings. Cause I think sometimes we run so much on, you know, like I have to do, I got to be here. I got to do this. I got to be this, all of that stuff that sometimes we just don't check in with our feelings. And so I think that every single day as you're going through, it is so important to check in with yourself. And that means like, I, well, you could do this like at any point during the day, but I would say like at least once a day, have a moment to yourself where you just think to yourself, like, what is it that I'm feeling in this moment? 
and try to name that feeling because when you name that feeling and you acknowledge it, it might be easier to like move past it, but also you, it can resonate with you. So for instance, sometimes when I'm at work and I'm going through the motions and things like that, like I get so disconnected from my feelings. And when I check in with myself, I realize I'm feeling overwhelmed, right? I'm feeling overwhelmed by everything Mm -hmm. that's going in. Mm -hmm. And the minute that I like recognize that I can start to like remind myself that actually, you know, in the grand scheme of things that are important, this right here that's in front of me is not, it's, is not as important as I think it is, but also I can't do everything in one moment. So I need to focus on what is pressing, right? So what do I need to get done in this minute? And so my mindful minute for this week is checking in with yourself. So as you go out through the rest of this week until the next um, episode airs, everyone should take at least five minutes a day to check in with themselves. And that five minute can be broken out throughout the whole entire day, but do that. And then report back to us and tell us how that works for you. Yes, thank you, Josephine, okay, for such okay. a mindful minute. Mm, Sophia. Now, I'm in with myself. yes, I will do that too. <laughs> um, as I, anyways, thank you guys. That was we're gonna conclude the first episode of our podcast. Thank you for joining us and shading the culture. Now, we would love to hear from you guys. So, if you um, we will be adding a segment called Listener Letters. So, please write to us and we would love to hear your input. Uh, so you can contact us at shadingtheculture at gmail.com. That is shading da culture at gmail.com. Bye. Thank y'all. Bye bye.